The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome into another episode of the Z-Ball Podcast, recording this on a Tuesday afternoon in Southern California, a few hours away from tip-off of the NBA play-in tournament. We'll get into that, and we'll also get into the other playoff matchups. The playoffs will officially start on Saturday, April 15th, around uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Joining me to discuss all the matchups, all the playing games, we got Rebound. What up, Rebound? How's it going? What's up, Zebo? I'm doing great. Just really pumped about the playing tonight. It's going to be fabulous. Some good games. Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's get into it. Let's start. We'll start with the Eastern Conference. So we got the seventh place game in the Eastern Conference. We got the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat are at home in this one. They're a five-point favorite. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to swallow the points there. I like Miami. A lot going on in Atlanta, you know. I don't know if you heard, but uh, I think they they might be trading ice trade in the offseason. Uh, there's rumors already going around, and Trey said he can't confirm or deny it. So a lot going on there in Miami. Uh, you got my home, my homeboy Tyler, Jimmy Buckets, and Bam. So I think they're going to win big. I think I got Miami by eight. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree with Miami for sure. I think we've seen just the past three seasons that Jimmy Butler really raises his level of play once the playoffs come around, and I think uh, we're going to see that again. And then uh, we see some of those role guys in Miami just uh, come to life, and they have a signature game here and there, guys like Max Struess or Yurtsevin, some of Duncan Robinson, those types of guys. So I think Miami has bigger, more experienced guys, uh, bigger bigger game type guys, and obviously the coaching edge with uh, Spolster over Quinn Snyder. So Miami wins for sure. They get the seventh seed. And we'll, we'll go to the second playing game. So the, you get the 9-10 matchup. It's uh, Toronto and... Toronto and Chicago, I believe. So what what do you think about that game? Who do you think gets the chance to face Atlanta for the eighth seed? Yeah, these two teams are pretty equivalent, you know, uh, talent-wise. But I, I'm going to roll with the home team. I'm going to go with Toronto. I think they're overall better. And uh, sometimes Chicago goes uh, dependent on DeRozan and Levine, so... I think the Raptors have more debt, and they're at home, so I think the Raptors take it, and they will face the Hawks and beat the Hawks. Okay, yeah, I'm going to take the Raptors as well. I think they've been playing really good ball lately. Uh, obviously, Chicago's been playing pretty good, too, since getting your buddy uh, Patrick Beverly. Yeah, crackhead. But I just think uh, Toronto's more cohesive as a unit, and I, th- I have them... Uh, and they're obviously really good at home, too. So I have them winning against Chicago for sure. And then against Atlanta, that's 50-50. But I, if I had to say uh, 
I, I'd, I'd take Toronto as well on a close yeah, game. Yeah, you tell them, people. So that would put us at the matchups. The 8-1 would be then Toronto versus Milwaukee. So what what would you think of that, of that series? I'll, I'll give Toronto the benefit. That I'll give them one game, so Milwaukee in five. I'd say Milwaukee in a sweep in that one. I don't, I don't think Toronto or Chicago or whoever Atlanta has any chance of doing anything against the Milwaukee team, regardless who it is. So I'm going to take Milwaukee in a sweep. Uh, I just think Giannis is primed. Uh, Middleton is working his way back. Uh, Brooke Lopez is a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. So they just have it clicking on all cylinders. Obviously, Drew Holiday, we see what he can do in big moments. And... I expect nothing less from him going into this season's playoffs. So I think all around just stacked uh, juggernaut type team with Milwaukee. And I don't think any of these teams that fall in at number eight have any opportunity to do anything to them. So uh, based on the our picks, the 7-2 matchup would be Boston number two, Miami number seven. It would be a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals which Boston won in seven games. What, what do you think of that matchup? Yeah, this will be a fabulous matchup. I think Miami can always give Boston trouble because they match up very well with them. And I think this will go seven again, but I, I would go Boston due to home court and their depth. But uh, it's going to be a really good series, and I got Boston in seven. Okay, yeah, I mean... Miami uh, took that series seven games last year. It probably should have been six at the most. I mean, but Boston just has the propensity to kind of blow some games, lose some games they shouldn't. And they've shown that propensity this season as well, blowing some big leads here and there to Cleveland, to Brooklyn uh, throughout the season. And they got their young coach, Joe Missoula. Obviously, they have Jason Tatum, most total points scored. Uh, this season of any player so he's been uh, really good for them but uh, I think Boston's definitely going to win for sure Miami's going to give them trouble just with their discipline their defense uh, their seasoned veteran guys with their experience uh, so I'm going to say Boston in six but it really should be Boston in five they're so much more talented than Miami this season they've been so much more consistent Miami has been really up and down and Boston, uh, I mean, what they won 57 games. That's the most they've won since 08-09, the year uh, Garnett got injured and they ended up uh, losing in the conference semifinals to Orlando. So I think a lot of stuff has happened in Boston, obviously, uh, to start the season with the whole Ime Udoka situation. But uh, they've definitely ridden that storm. They've been one of the, the top teams in the East. And like I've always said, the East is a three-horse race between Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee. And Boston should vanquish Miami in six games. They really should do it in five games, in my opinion. But I just think uh, Jimmy Butler's playoff play, uh, the Heat's kind of role players, uh, their propensity to have kind of good games here and there. So I think they'll take two games from Boston, but Boston at the end will win in six, in my opinion. Fabulous. All right, the three-six matchup. We got the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers versus the Brooklyn Nets at number six. So, what's your take on uh, this series? Yeah, this is gonna be a good one as well too. But uh, not actually not a good one. But it's gonna be a pretty easy series for for 
Philly. They should win. And six, or five, actually, sorry. But uh, they, they should they should possibly sweep, but I'm going to give Brooklyn the benefit of the doubt. Mikael Bridges has been balling out, so I think they win one game. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree. I think they just have no answers for Joel Embiid, who's my preseason MVP pick. He's my definitely my MVP pick as the season has ended now, considering what he's done. He won the, the scoring title. Uh, he's had probably the best numbers as a center, probably since uh, Shaq in 2000. So just been super dominant and then Harden has found a kind of a new type role uh mainly playmaking and alongside young uh Tyrese Maxey I think they just have the firepower uh to dominate this Brooklyn team and then Nick Claxton Dorian Finney-Smith I mean those guys can have shown to be good defenders but they have no chance stopping Joel Embiid and I think it's gonna be very tough for them but um uh, they they do have good signs for the future. Mikael Bridges, like you mentioned, he's shown that he can be kind of their alpha dog, and the guy in big situations. He's had some really good games since being traded over from Phoenix in the Durant trade. So I think a uh, good future star for them without the, kind of the drama that <laughs> those other guys brought. So, But in this series, I, I don't see them winning more than one game. So I'll agree with you take the Sixers in a gentleman sweep to win in five and move on to the conference semifinals. All right, the last series in the East, the 4-5 matchup, it's a really good one. The fourth-seeded Cleveland Cavaliers versus the fifth-seeded New York Knicks. What do you think? Yeah, this one's going to be really good, but I'm going to go with the obvious, with the pick. Uh, I think Knicks win it and sit in seven. I'm going back and forth on this one. I really don't know who to pick, but it's just it's just really hard. Uh, but I'm going to go Knicks in seven. Yeah, this is going to be a fun series. This is two teams that are pretty evenly matched. Uh, two teams that are grinded out type defensive type teams with their coaches, uh, J.V. Vickerstaff and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, you got Jalen Brunson on the Knicks, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. A lot of good young guys, and then in Cleveland as well. You got good young guys and Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, Defensive Player of the Year candidate as well, uh, Jared Allen. So good young talent on both teams, and then grinded out defensive-minded coaches. So I think it's going to make for tough drag-out knockdown drag-out series. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. I'm gonna take the team with home court advantage with the four seed. Cleveland Cavaliers. I think they're going to get their first playoff series win without LeBron James since 1997, something like that, 1998. So I, I think they're going to they're going to come out on top on this series in the four or five matchup and win win in, in game seven and move on to the conference semifinals to take on the one seeded Milwaukee Bucks. All right, that'll wrap up the Eastern Conference. The, the First round series. Let's go into now the Western Conference play-in. You got your Lakers rebound, the seventh seed, hosting the Timberwolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have a lot of issues going on. Uh, they'll be without Rudy Gobert after the incident with Kyle Anderson on the bench, where he threw a punch at him, and they'll also be without Jaden McDaniels, who punched the wall and uh, fractured his hand 
after uh, picking up a couple fouls in that final game versus New Orleans on Sunday. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's going to be a good game. Uh, obviously, Rudy Gobert out, Jalen McDaniels out, and that's big for Minnesota. It's in L.A. Uh, the Lakers should win, but you just never know with this Laker team. They can always wake up and scare you and look like a title contender, or they can look like a, a non-playoff team. But it's a biased pick. I'm going to go with the Lakers, but I wouldn't argue if you go with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, Lakers are the pick for sure. I mean, just the way they're clicking since the trade. They got everyone back. Anthony Davis is back. LeBron is back playing. Uh, they're kind of, they've kind of inserted everyone, gotten used to everyone a little bit. Uh, Vanderbilt, Beasley, D'Angelo Russell, they've all fit in good. Hachimura, Mo Bamba, uh, Austin Reeves has stepped up showing a lot of growth so I think Lakers are definitely favored and then without that rim protection of Gobert and without their best what perimeter defender and Jaden McDaniels I think it should be Lakers should win this pretty easily better pretty comfortably and set themselves up for a 7-2 matchup with Memphis so Lakers my pick and we'll go to the ninth and 10th matchup so we got uh, New Orleans is the ninth seed and They'll be facing Oklahoma City Thunder, the 10th seed. So who do you think comes out on top on that one? Uh, I got Minnesota on that one. Thunder no, New, New Orleans and oh, uh, the Thunder. New Orleans. Nola? Okay, yeah. New Orleans, I think, yeah. I think Oklahoma City has shown a good season. Uh, obviously, Shea Gilgis Alexander has been superb. He's been an absolute stud so far. This season, I mean, he's, he's shown it to be one of the better players. He should be getting an all-NBA nod. And then they have good young talent with the other rookies, Jalen Williams. Uh, obviously, Ch Chet Holgman was it, able to play. Uh, Lou Dort has played really good. Uh, but I just think New Orleans, uh, they were kind of struggling a little bit without Zion. And then uh, Brandon Ingram has really turned it on. And then I think they're going to be getting Jose Alvarado back pretty soon as well. Uh, so I think uh, they're going to take the this matchup versus the Thunder and face off against the Timberwolves. So what do you think of that matchup, Timberwolves versus New Orleans? Uh, going to go New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, New Orleans last year, they did the same thing. They were uh, in that 9-10 matchup. They won that, then they won the 9-8 matchup or the 8 seeded game matchup. Uh, versus the Clippers on the road, and they got th themselves to the first round a matchup versus the one seed. I think they're going to do that again. I, th I just don't really trust Minnesota right now with kind of what's going on, and I think they kind of, uh, they were still able to win that game against New Orleans even without those guys, but I, I just think New Orleans will come out uh, uh, and get um, come out on top on this one in this game and, and get the eighth seed. So with that, that'll set up then the 8-1 matchup between New Orleans and the uh, Denver Nuggets. So who do you have in that one? No, oh, Denver and four. Denver five. and four? In the five at most. Okay, I'm going to say five. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think Denver's going to really sweep, sweep anyone. So I'll say five games versus New Orleans. I think New Orleans kind of young talent uh, can kind of uh, cause some disruptions and then 
I don't think the, those other uh, supporting guys in Denver are as potent, as consistent as they were before, especially Michael Porter Jr. And then Jamal Murray hasn't shown to be that 2020 playoffs guy that he was since coming back from the injury on a consistent basis. So because of that, I'll, I'll say Denver in five, but Denver is definitely going to win. I'll be <laughs> surprised if they lose more than one game in that series. So we'll agree on Denver in five games. It should be pretty easy uh, gentleman sweep for them. All right, the 2-7 matchup, that's where it gets interesting for, for what we have. we got the Memphis Grizzlies uh, taking on the seven-seeded Los Angeles Lakers uh, based on our prediction for the playing game. That's what it would be. So who would you take in that series, Rebound? That's going to be really tough because Memphis is a hard place to play, but like I said, the Lakers have been hot. Uh, it's kind of hard to go against your team, but it's a biased pick. I would take the Lakers in six or seven. Uh, the reason I say six for it is because if it goes to seven, Memphis has a really hard place to play, and I don't know if they could win that game in seven, so I'm going to go Lakers in six. Yeah, I think this series is going all the way, uh, but I would take Memphis in seven. Uh, I just don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to go a full series without some sort of injuries happening. And then I think Memphis, I mean, they will be without Steven Adams, of course. Uh, that's a big loss for sure. But they do have Jaron Jackson Jr. He's another Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, he's missed some time. And then I think Morant has kind of come back uh, full strength from that the situation that he was in uh, kind of uh, a few weeks ago, a month ago. And then Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, obviously uh, some other good young guys. And I think Memphis is just primed. Uh, for a run after kind of what uh, what happened last season and they lost in six to Golden State in the second round and they were without John Brown in that series so I think this series goes all the way it's going to be tough for them but then you have the the angle of uh, the Shannon Sharp incident as well <laughs> played into this series or presumed series we think so a lot, a lot of good storylines, but a lot of good players, good teams, uh, both kind of humming at the same time. So it should be a fun one, but I, I think Memphis, the home team with the home court advantage, takes it in seven games. But the Lakers put up a really, really good fight. All right, the 3-6 uh, matchup, we got the uh, Sacramento Kings making their first playoff appearance since 2006 taking on the defending champion Golden State Warriors what's your take on this series rebound yeah it's gonna be a really good one not just because the Kings are good which they really are but the biggest thing here is Mike Brown knows the ins and out of the Warriors because he was with them last year so and the Kings are really good I mean tickets are so expensive to game one I think the cheapest are like 800 or not 800, but like, that it's one of the most expensive series to go to out of all. So, this is going to be a good get, good series. And yeah, it does say the door, get in door price is 821. But this is their first series having like home yeah. court advantage since like 04, right? Or something? Yeah, something like that. So, uh, a lot of Warrior fans going to travel to Sacramento. Uh, but I got the Warriors and Sixer. Uh, just uh, experience. Uh, I think it, all these games are going to be shootouts, uh, but I think the experience and 
Steph Curry, Clay, and then you always have a third one to step up, most likely Poole or maybe Welvin. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Sacramento, I mean, the absolute worst matchup for them uh, coming in as a third seed. Uh, and then the Warriors on the other side, absolute best matchup for them. I mean, yeah, they've been struggling on the road all season. I think, what, 10 and 31 or 10 and 30, something like that. That was their road record this season. And now they only have to have travel 70 miles on a bus uh, to get to their, their road matchup. So they really had the absolute best matchup for them here. And then especially kind of working Wiggins back in. Uh, he's back with the team, but he hasn't yet to play. It's kind of getting in game shape, and who knows if he if he does play in this series. But they do have Gary Payton back. I think he's going to be vital for them uh, and kind of be one of the primary defenders on De'Aaron Fox, the point guard for the Kings, uh, one of their two best players for sure. And I think the Warriors are going to employ a lot of small ball here. Uh, Draymond at the center, and I think. Uh, and they're going to ride on their defense, their experience. Uh, in this one, I think it's they're they're facing the number one offense in the last what forty years in the NBA, the number one by by the statistics and the numbers. So I think Sacramento is not going to be an easy out, but I think it's just the the lack of experience. Uh, most of them are kind of playing in their first playoff series, so I think they're going to is definitely pushed the Warriors to the edge with their home court advantage, but I think the Warriors experience talent's gonna win out at the end. So I think I'm gonna take the Warriors in seven games in this one and it should be a very fun series uh, and it should be great seeing the Kings back in the playoffs for after a very long time and they, they end a very, very long drought. All right, uh, last matchup in the Western Conference uh, playoff bracket. You got the fourth-seeded Phoenix Suns taking on the fifth-seeded Los Angeles Clippers. What do you think about this series rebound? Yeah, this is going to be a good one, but I think Phoenix has the edge. And just no, probably Paul George is not going to play. They just don't want to say it. So I got Phoenix in six here. Clippers can go and run, but I still think with Durant healthy and the Suns healthy. I mean, Clippers have the depth, but Phoenix in six. Okay, yeah, I'm going to agree. Phoenix is the clear favorite here. Phoenix, I think, is the favorite to come out of the West uh, going into the playoffs, uh, if I believe I'm correct. So I think they have a clear edge here, and they really lucked out with getting the Clippers without Paul George. Uh, I think they would be the favorite even if they had Paul George. And then it was just uh, a brutal for the Clippers to fall into this spot as the five seed and they couldn't really <laughs> that that game was going at the same time on Sunday the New Orleans game so if they had, had ended up losing that game they could have possibly ended up in the play-in and last season in the play-in they lost Paul George due to COVID so <laughs> it was just uh, a really tough situation they had ended up winning that game and they now face Phoenix as the four seed so I don't see them coming out of this uh Series, I think Phoenix. Yeah, you're a Clipper fan too. Phoenix is definitely the pick here. I think uh, they haven't had much time together. I think they've only played what eight games together, or something like that. But uh, Kevin Durant uh, splits a 56, 40, 40, and like 92 this season. I mean, just uh, absolute 
uh, electric numbers uh, from an offensive standpoint. I think he's going to continue that. Uh, I think Kawhi has obviously played well too. I think he's going to play really good. I ju- but I just think the Clippers uh, defensively aren't going to have enough to uh, stop uh, Phoenix's offensive attack, their mid-range game, uh, stop them down low with DeAndre Ayton as well. I think he can uh, give them fits as he gave them fits of two years ago in the conference finals. So I think it's, the Clippers are going to fall short, and Phoenix is going to win this one in six and move on to face off against the Nuggets in the conference semifinals. All right, that wraps up for the Western Conference side of the playoff bracket. Let's get into some of the awards now, Rebound. So after watching all the games and stuff, and looks like we got mainly a two-person uh, MVP race between Jokic and Embiid, but Giannis is, should definitely be in there as well, so... Who's your MVP this season? I gotta go Embiid. As much as I like Joker, uh, Embiid that fifty-point game at the end was the dagger, and Giannis only dropped fourteen and ten, even though Denver is in the one seed. But yeah, Embiid. Okay, yeah, I gotta agree as well. I had Embiid as my pick in the preseason. You had Durant, I believe. So uh, I'm going to stick with my pick of Joel Embiid as the MVP. He's been absolutely absolutely sensational and has really propelled the Sixers to a the third seed in the East. And I think he's primed as well for a good, really good uh, playoff run as well. So uh, hopefully he can get them to the conference finals. They haven't been there in a really long time. But Embiid is my pick as well. So... We'll go to uh, Coach of the Year now, Rebound. Who's your, who's your pick for that one? It's got to be Mike Brown. No questions asked. Mike Brown? Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, Mike Brown for sure. You had Jason Kidd, and I had J.B. Bickerstaff. Yeah, I mean, Kyrie messed up for Jason <laughs> Kidd, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, even if they made this last, I don't think anybody was really yeah, yeah. upstaging Mike Brown this season. I mean, the, the job he's done with uh, Sacramento made them the what, the number one offense in the league. Uh, and he's more of a defensive-minded head coach uh, throughout the years that he's been a head coach and and uh, assistant as well. So And then they've had their first playoff series, first playoff berth since 2006, like like I mentioned. So Mike Brown, for sure, is, is the, the definite pick uh, for coach of the year. All right, rookie of the year. What what do you think? Who who's your pick? We both had Keegan Murray at the beginning of the season. It's the uh, yeah, we both had Keegan Murray. It's the first uh, uh, the guy in Orlando, pa- Pancho Bancaro. Yeah, it's him. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna agree. I, I gotta say Bancaro, even though the Jalen Williams guy on uh, the Thunder made a pretty good run, kind of uh, towards the end of the season, and with the Thunder being in the playing game. But uh, it's it's got to be Boncaro. He's just been the guy throughout, and he he's shown uh, signs uh, that he can be a really good player moving forward in his career. So it's got to be uh, Boncaro for me. All right, defensive player of the year. You had Rudy Gobert at the beginning of the season. I had Evan Mobley. What do you think after the season played out? Uh, I'm gonna go Jaron Jaron Jackson Jr. or Draymond. Draymond? Okay. Oh, everyone's going to pick Brooke Lopez, though. That's Brooke Lopez? Yeah. Really? So, I mean, there, there's this is pretty confusing one because uh, I don't think people are going to pick Draymond. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has been superb, but he's 
He's only played, what, like 50 games or something like that? And then, uh, obviously, Brooke Lopez, I mean, he's had, like, uh, what a kind of, like, a career, like, change. I mean, he shoots threes well now. He plays really good defense this season. And then, uh, for me, it's got to be Evan Mobley, I think. I think Cleveland has been one of the better defensive teams, and Evan Mobley has played in, I think, most of the games this season, I think above 70 games. So, and that was my preseason pick as well. So, I think he's been really good. I mean, the only thing it would is he needs to get a little stronger. And I think he'll do that as his career kind of progresses in his uh, third, fourth seasons and stuff. So, but I, I think he's just been superb. And I think his defense is just really good as we've seen all season. And last season, his rookie year back in college at his days at USC. So, my pick has to be Evan Mobley for this one. So, all right, uh, sixth man of the year rebound. What do you think? I don't know. That's a tough one. Norman Powell, what? Ugh. Definitely not Norman Powell. No, no chance. So who who, sure who do you not. think? Uh, it was Westbrook for a little bit, and then he didn't get it. He's not gonna get it. Uh, I don't know. Ah, that's a tough one. Let's see what the, kind of the odds are for the awards. I'm pretty sure there's a runaway. I just can't think of it off the top of my head. Let's, uh, let's pull up the odds. So I know Norman Powell's in there. I mean, who's the other one that's in there? Uh, is it let's see, not Tyler Hero, right? He was last year. Yeah, my homeboy Tyler ain't going to win it this year. Okay, you see the awards, man. I'm trying the awards. Because they're probably already picked. Who did I have before the season started? No, I don't think we picked that. We so. didn't? No. What about Jordan Poole? Is he starting? Mm, he's probably a, a, a candidate, but I don't think he's... He has. He actually was like kind of downgraded, right? Damn. What are you, Malcolm Brogdon? Christian Wood? Brogdon. Brogdon? Brogdon? Okay, I mean, I think Brogdon is a good pick. Uh, uh, quickly as well on the Knicks. Yeah. I, I just, I'm going to, I would go quickly from the Knicks. So, and that would be my pick. But, I mean, I think Norman Powell would be a good pick as well, but he's kind of up and down. But definitely not Jordan Poole. I, I just think he's kind of, uh, he, he didn't play as, as, as expected as he was expected to play, I think, this season. I don't think he kind of took that leap after getting that, the big contract and the whole situation with Draymond Green. So uh, my pick would be Emmanuel quickly after looking at the candidates. So, all right. Anything else to add, Rebound, for the NBA, NBA in general, playoffs? No. Uh, just good luck, everyone. Bet safely. Stay safe. God bless. Uh, have a great day. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy all of the playing matchups, all of the first round series, and we'll be back in about two weeks to discuss the conference semifinals.